anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. And back with me to start this week off on the right foot, on schedule, on our Tuesday regular time for the first time in a while, is Justin, the hillbilly boy, Campbell. What's going on, man? How was your weekend? Good. It was real good. I mean, I worked, but we had... We had plenty of time over the weekend to just kind of hang out in between me working. So it was it was nice. Had a relaxing weekend with my wife and stepdaughter. Cool. Cool. Just one of one of the kids, huh? Yeah. The way we've uh, yeah, the way we set up our schedule is on the days that I work, my kids stay with their mom. And the days that I'm off, I have the kids. That way I actually get to see my kids and spend time with them. So so it works out pretty well. Oh man, I feel like I would want the opposite. <laughs> I do. I do like my kids, and and let me not change that. I love my kids. Love I don't them. always like them, but I, I do always love them. Well, that's good. That's the 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 correct answer. Yeah, uh, my weekend was good. It was uh, child free. It's just the way I'd like to keep things, at least for the time being. And I don't know. There's been a lot of lot of weird stuff going on in the news the last few days. We pulled quite a few um, topics to to put in the stack today. I don't know what you want to start with. Oops. Let's start with one of the the, uh, the more funny ones. Start with Kanye or the uh, the soup throwers. Okay, let's do the soup throwers because so I did see that these two. <laughs> I mean, it's just like so obvious that you shouldn't have even let them into your art. I mean, I guess it's art, so you get like a lot of weird like artsy fartsy people coming in there but like they had these like stupid shirts on that say like don't maybe they covered them up when they walked in i don't know but said like stop using oil or something <laughs> one's got purple hair it's just like dude this they're so obvious um troublemakers and they go in and they throw cans of was it tomato soup yeah look like tomato soup onto a sunflower somebody's sunflower painting that i guess is supposed to be important is it Van Gogh? Uh, it was Van Gogh. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of him. I don't know. I didn't uh, didn't take any art history major classes in college. so I was um, an ag major, so obviously art was at the top of my list of priorities. Right. Yeah, I, I always found that just like ridiculous that people would pay so much money. And we'll, we'll talk about uh, college tuition here later on in the show, but so much money for art history classes and things like that where you can just like go to the library and pick up a book and or go to the music you know go to a an art gallery and look at the art uh, anyway um 
I guess their point is they want to, you know, climate change is this really big issue and it's more important than this historical art that they were trying to deface. Now, is my understanding that it's behind glass or something, so they didn't even actually do anything. Yeah, apparently the frame that is around it has this like really thin special type of glass that protects the art, but also it's like a really special glass so that it doesn't create like a glare or anything. So when people are looking at it and stuff, you can't tell that there's anything there. So, so it was the, the art itself is protected. The frame obviously got uh, some tomato soup on it. So, so the cleaners obviously had to deal with, you know, old tomato soup, but you got a bug. I know. Get in here. I had the doors open, I guess all night, but whatever. Um, so like we're seeing more and more of these protests i guess you were mentioning some other ones with milk i saw somebody like painted a police station or something was that related to this shit i'm not sure if that was related but there has been a lot of environmental type of i i don't know if you want to call it eco-terrorism or what but there have been a lot of environmental groups that have been doing different stuff like this there was a big group that they super glued themselves to the ground like in the middle of a highway that seems like a good way to get run over but then the police came and just ripped them up <laughs> so that was pretty funny too watching them get removed uh it was the same for it was the same for these two dumbasses with the soup can like they they super glued themselves to the wall i don't know if you've seen what the and and for these oil protesters i don't know if you've seen the ingredients list on super glue but it's pretty pretty heavily oil based well, whatever you know. They, yeah, yeah. There's nobody a lot said of you had. Nobody said you had to be well educated to be a an environmental activist. I I think it's the opposite, actually. <laughs> I think the well, I guess it depends on your definition of education. I guess the more schooling you had, the more the um, proclivity you have to be um, environmentally aware and very into saving the world one super glued can of tomato sauce on painting at a time like this just seems so fucking unhinged and poorly thought out like what what's the goal here uh, that's a couple buddies of mine were doing we're talking about this uh this morning and they're like how many people are watching this happen and thinking oh i really need to join the cause of these environmentalists they're obviously correct like like the same for the ones who are the ones who are dumping out milk are doing it to support farmers and animals like what hold on you're you're dumping out the milk in support of the farmers and the animals that seems kind of ass backwards i don't know yeah and it's well it's just so interesting to see them waste uh things that we're going to need especially like around the world right now um there's a lot of economic turmoil coming down the pike and food shortages are going to be a, a real thing especially over in europe and energy shortage like the winter that people are about to go through millions of people are about to go through this and these fucking yuppie privileged um purple-haired fucking social justice warriors are going around just fucking doing stupid things for this agenda that they, I guarantee you, they have no idea what they're talking about in terms of climate, a climate change emergency or something like that. But then it's just like, 
they have no idea what like how good they have it. It's always amazing to me how much people take for granted. And I'm I'm guilty of it too. But I at least have enough um self-reflection and perspective to take a step back every once in a while and picture what life would be like without uh fossil fuels, without the comforts of the, you know, the modern day um all the fucking luxuries we take for granted. Like the, these kids have no idea what's coming and to just see their naivete on full display over a cause, like over a cause that they have no idea. They don't understand it. Their solutions to it are completely wrong. Even if they're, the problem is everything that they claim it to be. Their solution is like the dumbest idea I could possibly think of, which is to turn over more power and resources to the uh, to a government body of some sort. Well, it's always a bunch of affluent white kids who are doing this. Like they've they've never known hardship whatsoever. So they can they can do these protests and they can be all against everything out of the comfort of having never been through anything in their lives. Right? Yeah. Yeah. you don't know what cold is you don't know what hungry is you you don't know what anybody goes through for any of this stuff like you get to come at this from a complete point of privilege and say oh we need to do without oil and we need to do without this and that like without any of those things you would actually know hardship you have never known yeah. that yeah i don't even think those those two broads that were throwing the soup around have ever even been camping let alone trying to live for an extended period of time without, you know, maybe without daddy's credit card or the, yeah, the, the comforts that they've grown, uh, grown so accustomed to. It, it really is just, they should take these people and show them what life would be like. Let's go back. Let's go back a couple hundred years and you can see what it's like uh, trying to get, trying to get by. And, um, I guarantee you nothing will change in terms of uh, this climate emergency. I mean, we, we, <laughs> we, locked one... down, we locked down the entire world for two fucking years. Did anything change according to their models? No. Uh, okay, so what are we going to do here? <laughs> in fact, but, uh, like the whole lockdown thing, like it, it created much worse situations for everybody involved like the people that they claim to be for the to try to help the impoverished and try to help people who are like going to have it bad the lockdown thing just made things infinitely worse for those people and you think that any of your environmental bullshit is going to actually help poor people no it's that all of those policies all of those plans all of that is designed for rich people who can afford to actually do that you're you're not doing anything for the lower class that's the thing you can't have it both ways there these two issues are diametrically opposed you can either be for helping uh the poor and the downtrodden and giving them a higher standard of living or you can be for this retarded climate change agenda which would destroy the poor and probably the middle class as well um you you can't have it both ways that's why whenever they talk about like the paris accords and the different environmental uh environmental plans going forward they always give like india and china and a lot of these other like developing worlds or developing nations a pass on having to implement any of this stuff is because without implementing or without utilizing oil and coal and fossil fuels to build up their society they would be completely they would completely flatline 
all of their economic growth, and it would take everybody who's already impoverished that is currently on the rise and would push them back literally generations. So they always leave out any country that's undergoing like massive development like that from having to abide by any of these accords because they know that the fossil fuels are the way that you raise your society up and bring these people out of poverty. Like yeah. this no, stuff is exactly. all exclusively for the already super rich. That's, if you're that's... not already super rich, you're <laughs> fucked by this. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And it's uh you know, it's funny because you can only consider this a problem after you've advanced your standard of living to a point where you don't have to worry about your basic survival needs. And the only way you can get to that point is by utilizing the very things that you are claiming are destroying the planet. And it's just, it's just a weird conundrum that they find themselves in. And that's why, yeah, you only see fucking yuppie kids who have no life experience, have never had a fucking job, never had to do anything that are reliant on other people for their survival who have no other problems to worry about nothing to do all day. Then they take up this cause, this obscure fucking cause that has no chance of being solved by any of these idiots. And, uh, oh man, it's just, uh, to watch the people also be like, Oh, well, like they, they give you this false dichotomy. It's like, Oh, you know, like we could damage the artwork or we could save the planet. Like kind of, like the comments on some of these Twitter posts were just like cancer. It's just, Oh man, what a, what an interesting time, interesting time to be alive. And speaking of like weird retarded um, publicity stunts, I did see that Kanye West and uh, Candace Owens were sporting some white lives only matter gear that seemed to get things kicking off. I don't know if something started before that, or that just kind of came out of nowhere. And then they started rolling with the rest of the stuff that Kanye has been doing. I haven't been following it that closely. So the white lives matter shirt was kind of a, it was kind of a counterculture thing to, to push back against, the Black Lives Matter thing, because for lack of a better way of putting it, the Black Lives Matter thing is intrinsically racist. And so Kanye was kind of saying, hey, this is we're all in this together. And so that was kind of the the reason the reason for those shirts was to exclusively be um, it was a troll. Like, that's what it was. Yeah. But he, he had also been talking about trying to think of a good way to dance around this but we're not on not on youtube so it doesn't matter he had also been really going after the jews and being i wouldn't say he was necessarily being anti-semitic he was just pointing out the fact that the you know 14 percent of the world's wealth is controlled by 80 or 88 percent of the world's wealth is controlled by 14 percent of the world's population and guess who that 14 percent is and also they're pulling all the strings in media they're pulling all the strings in hollywood they're pulling all the strings in the music industry he was talking about like having to get with these record labels and these producers and all this other stuff and they're all they're all controlled by the jews and israel and so he he got real nasty with one of his tweets about that and it got removed by Twitter. I mean, it was, it was pretty fucking impressive that he would uh, actually say the things that he said. And I'm not going to repeat them because I, I'm, I'm not quite that ballsy just yet, but he went, he went ham on, on the Jews and especially the ones who are really kind of pulling the strings in the entertainment industry. Um, and so that got him like, that got him in quite a bit of hot water on Twitter and just across all of social media. And then he followed that up by saying he was buying a uh, parlor. So 
Right. So let, let's back up for a second, because I know. So as far as the Black Lives Matter thing is concerned, I get the White Lives Matter troll issue. And the fact that the media just like picks this up and like like collectively hyperventilates over it and not realizing that it's a fucking troll is kind of hilarious. And I know uh, Candace Owen also had like a documentary out right around the same time that just sort of exposed the black lives matter movement for all the fraud that it was like, it was complete bullshit. They just took all these donations, bought mansions, like spread the money around their friends and family. So let that be a lesson to all you Johnny and Susie fucking do-gooders out there that were breaking your arm to pat yourself on the back for supporting this movement to prove that you're a good person and you're not racist. All you did was prove that you're a gullible fucking idiot. You're an idiot. Um, And it was a really poorly defined movement. It was inherently just kind of like combative, like you're pitting groups against each other. And it's the wrong group. Like it could have very easily been, you know, it's uh, the people against the fucking police, right? Against the, you know, the militarized enforcement wing of the federal government. You could do that. Um, but pitting, you know, just making it about race first and foremost is like the most retarded. Like I, I, uh, I saw a video on Twitter's the other day and I think I, I retweeted it or something like this guy just got pulled over. Um, and the cop just like went ham on him because he rolled up his window and was going to arrest them. <laughs> it's just like, not a black guy, by the way, like these cops are just fucking assholes. The only reason it seems disproportionately toward, uh, black people is because like you said, the media has this fucking stranglehold on everything. And that's the only, those are the only stories they'll present you with. So you're getting a very distorted perspective. Well, and the other statistic that you're not allowed to talk about, <clears throat> like we talked about the, the 1488, 13 and 52, uh, 13% of the crime in the country is, or 13% of the population of the country perpetuates 52% of the crime. Yeah. Well, and, and it's even, like, it's even less that's than why 13, you see it, right? Right. Because, because, because it's mostly, it's mostly black males. So it's actually somewhere more in the neighborhood of like five. Right. And young black males that, you know, there's like a certain age range. We have probably from like 13 to 35 or something. I think that's, I think that's exactly the age range. Actually, There you go. <laughs> Better than Google, this guy over here. Um, yeah. So it's like, it's a very small percentage of the population, but again, we can't talk about that. Because once once you start actually getting to the root of these problems, you're you're met with some very uncomfortable truths. All signs point to government, as far as I'm concerned. They've done a tremendous job of destroying the the black family, um, for you know for a variety in a variety of ways, and just what what you're seeing in in the inner cities, ugh, it, it's a fucking disaster, dude. I mean, you want to talk about other statistics that nobody, especially nobody in the government wants to talk about, like look at the number of millionaires in the country and how many of them are involved in politics. Like, that's fucking nuts. Yeah. And if you know anything about politics, you know that they produce nothing. They are parasites that are sucking all of the wealth and productivity uh, productivity from productive Americans to the cesspool swamp that is Washington, D.C. That was like when they were talking about Remember when they were talking about Trump's tax returns in during the 2020 election? And they said, well, Joe Biden paid five. I can't remember what the exact number was. It was r- roughly five million dollars in taxes for the previous year. I'm like, hold the fuck up. <laughs> this dude has been a public servant. He's been in politics for literally 
40 something years. What has he done that he's paying that much in taxes? Like how much money did he make that he paid in 5 million in taxes? Like that's the bigger problem here. Not We shouldn't be asking how much did Trump pay in in taxes? Trump has been a private businessman for most of his life. I don't give a shit what he paid in taxes. Why is a guy who's literally done nothing but be in politics pay $5 million in taxes? Right. Yeah. And they didn't even consider that when they were trying to, they thought they were like dunking on Trump or something. And really you're exposing the fucking fraud and uh, corruption that's in government and why all these people are there forever. They're not public servants. They're, they're public fucking parasites and they're stealing from not only from us, but from the rest of the world as well. They're running all these fucking schemes. They're holding our rights hostage um, and, and for a payday and they're getting filthy fucking rich off of all this stuff filthy rich and it's never enough for them it's never they've bankrupted the country um, they've destroyed the the value of the currency that you know the inflation's running at, at 40 year highs the american people you know that are supporting these politicians uh, it, it, it is the biggest con of all time. I've never seen a bigger con game than fucking government. And it's unbelievable. No matter how much they abuse people, they will still willingly support them. Yeah. Everything about it is nuts. And it's, it's all, everything about it is ass backwards. I mean, it's, it's truly the late stages of the Roman empire that we're, we're getting to witness as far as the, as far as Congress goes, like, yeah. Yeah. So what's going, I guess, to bring it back to the Kanye and so he bought he bought parlor. They have like an agreement, right? They haven't actually finalized anything. So we don't know how much he's spending on it. But yeah, I I can't imagine it's a whole, whole lot because parlor has been effectively neutered after the whole uh, Trump and and. So Trump got removed from Twitter and then parlor became a thing and then parlor got removed from all of the app stores until they they had to change like their terms of service or something. And and I know it still exists, but I, like it was. Yeah. I hadn't heard anybody mention parlor in a really long time. And I was like, Oh yeah, parlor. And the article that I was reading is like, yeah, it's back on the Google app and the iPhone thing. So you can get it now. I don't know how many users they have. Uh, but yeah. I would venture to guess that. Yeah. There's, there'll be a lot of anti-Semitic, um, stuff going on in parlor which dude the jews have done very well for themselves in america i did not know that stat that they were controlling that much wealth that that's impressive um i i don't know any like unsuccessful jewish people though (laughs) like even like my dumbest friends from high school are still pretty successful um people maybe not by like the ashkenazi jew standard but by the american standard yeah um, it, 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 I don't get it. I don't get into like these conspiracy theories, but when you do like look around, they are in a lot of really powerful places. I don't, it doesn't bother me for whatever reason. Like, I don't know. I mean, look through Hollywood. Every every executive has a stain on the end of their name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what's gonna. I don't. What, I don't think this really means anything for Parler. Uh, like Kanye, I don't know, man. That guy just seems to have really gone off the deep end. I, I never really followed him much, but so he changed his name to just Yay. Apparently, like once you people start changing their name, it's like one of the first signs that they've lost their fucking mind. I don't know. It's like a weird thing that anytime somebody changes their name, 
they're just they seem very unstable to me and when they, when they change it to like something weird not, i don't like, know if that was a name change because his his shoes he has a shoe out that's i think it's called the yeezy or something so like the the yay is kind of his kind of his brand i guess okay but you don't have to change your name to your brand and what were we bringing up uh i was at the last episode meta world peace <laughs> like Ron Artest, yeah. Yeah, and uh, like all these, like, just stop changing your fucking name to these retarded things. That brings up an interesting topic that I was looking at earlier today: the changing things. Uh, hard or kind of a quick segue, but there is an article out that's talking about how difficult it's going to be for trans people to vote in the upcoming midterm elections. Some two hundred thousand trans people are in states where it looks like they may not be able to vote because they refuse to identify by what their actual um oh there's like no box gover- for them to check there's their their government records say that their name is you know carl brown and now they go by carlita well there's no official record of carlita existing so now when they go to show up and they're trying to like they they want to identify as their as their new name or whatever but the the US government or the the state governments are dead naming them and so unless they can provide identification to show that, hey, I'm actually Carl Brown, I just don't look like a Carl anymore, uh, they're not going to be allowed to vote. Like you have. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, you got to go through the you got to go through all the government paperwork. You can't just do this on a whim and change your name to Carla. No, no. You got to fucking go down to City Hall or whatever, fill out the fucking paperwork, pay. I'm sure you got to pay. Yeah, that these are barriers to the transgender entry pool. Poor, so, poor people. <laughs> so the poor trans people, they're not going to be able to vote. And that means a bunch of Republicans are going to win. And then they're, they're not going to be allowed to use the women's restroom anymore or something like that. Oh, it's all part of their diabolical plan. Leave off the transgender boxes, the check on the forms. Don't let them use their made up names. And then the Republicans get control and they can take away all the transgender rights. That's right. We're going to kick them out of college sports. <laughs> it well that uh, that's part of the problem of having rights based on like all these weird bullshit criteria you know these arbitrary you either have rights as individuals or we can just start you know chopping people up into groups uh, cha- oh, for uh for <laughs> this is a perfect word to use breaking people up into these little groups and granting them special privileges uh privileges can be taken away uh, rights should not be able to be taken away, but you know, we're starting to vote those away from ourselves as well. I did, I was reading an article. There's a Virginia Democrat that wants to make it illegal to misgender your children, criminal, uh, misdemeanor and, or as, as bad as a felony to misgender your children. And what that would mean is that would give uh, child protective services the uh, the right to come in there and take your kids away from you because you didn't refer to them as whatever their preferred gender was that week. So you just do like I do and call your kids dumbasses and then you don't have to deal with gender. There you go. Yes. <laughs> dumbasses, gender neutral. That's right. Although one, one gender seems to be a little dumber than the other. <laughs> Oh, I'm just kidding. But yeah, no, this is a this is a fucking I mean, I don't think this is going to gain any traction. I don't know what she's trying to to like 
the the idea that your child like this kid can just determine whatever their gender is and you have to call your kid whatever fantasy thing that they're coming up with uh, or or face criminal chart it it is absolutely ridiculous i can't believe anybody would think this is a good idea um or even just like oh again i don't know why we're wasting our time with this stuff well especially in the state of virginia where you've seen like Glenn Youngkin won because the Democrats were pushing so hard on the abortion stuff, CRT stuff, changing stuff in the school, like actually actively going after kids with some of this really woke progressive psychosis. Like something like this is just going to push the state of Virginia more, more red. Yeah. And and I guess like the reason that you see this stuff pop up in Virginia is because like they are right there by DC. And so a lot of this stuff like perpetuates out of DC and it's the, it's the more woke uh, like DC adjacent Virginia politicians that pick up on this stuff and run with it. But all it's doing is pushing the state, generally speaking more to the right. Yeah. Because it's insane. This is all like insane. And it seems incredibly tone deaf after like, like everything that you mentioned and just in general, parents are going to, like whatever gender your kid comes up with your nine-year-old says like you have to call me this today and then you just have to do it or you're facing uh, a misdemeanor chart like (laughs) i don't know i i just can't imagine parents wanting to cede that much power to their kids what you really start to see historically is whenever movements like this start targeting kids that's when you start to see a lot of social pushback and that's when you see things sort of the the tide starts to turn in the other direction like progressivism historically is always something that that moves and gets pushed and it it always gets pushed to the point where once they start targeting kids then people realize oh shit this is a bad idea you know you can have those of us who've been standing around for the last 20 fucking years saying hey this is a bad idea but and everybody's like, oh, no, they're not hurting anybody until they start going after kids. And that's when that's when the masses start to realize, oh, this isn't just they're not hurting anybody. They're actively trying to come after our children. Now we've got to do something about it because I, I mean, I'm not sure what the splits are anymore. I know like marriage rates are down and and the rates of people having children are down. I don't I don't have the exact stats. I haven't looked at them and it's probably been four years, so I'm not up to date, but like I know that the percentage of of people having kids is down, but I'm still pretty sure it's a majority of people have kids, and and they're once you start coming after their kids with some of this stuff, that's when that's when they start to really push back against a lot of this like really woke progressive stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was always sort of like the the battle cry of the conservative right was like they're gonna start doing all this weird shit to kids, and I gotta admit, it seemed very far fetched back in like two thousand six. <laughs> that like, but yeah, now we have like fucking tranny fucking strip shows going on at libraries. Like, it's like what the fuck. <laughs> What does any of this shit have to do with kid like it kids first of all nothing like they're coming after the kids because they they they're trying to propagandize an entire generation and like recruit for their team uh before these kids can figure out like what their identity is and just confuse the shit up I couldn't imagine being a kid today it's got to be so weird and confusing I know I've talked about it 
before. My kids said that like at, um, my son is in ninth grade and my daughter's in seventh grade. And and they said like in the junior high, like half of the kids are some fake trans or fake gay. Like they my kids acknowledge that it's that it's all fake. Like the kids are all doing it for a show. It's this thing to to get You're doing attention. it to fit in. You don't want to yeah. be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So like they acknowledge that it's it's happening and it's it's happening at, at a high degree. But they also can acknowledge and at least for my kids, they can acknowledge and, and see through it and see that it's all just like complete bullshit and maybe that's maybe i've raised them good and i have actually been yeah, that's like the mark of a <laughs> the mark of a successful parent now it's not like whether or not your daughter ends up as a stripper it's like your daughter stays your daughter and your son <laughs> stays your son like throughout life boy we are setting the bar low aren't we yeah we sure are yeah, that, that would just be so fucking funny. Like you're checking in with like a friend of yours or something. Hey, how the kids doing? Oh, well, uh, Sam is still Sam. <laughs> he hasn't transitioned yet. So I got that going for me. He hasn't chopped off his dick. Uh, <laughs> I guess Sam is uh, that name can go both ways. Should have picked a different one. I'm not very good at this. <laughs> oh, man. Well, give your son a good masculine name at birth. Give your daughter a good feminine name. That way, like, you know, it kind of ingrains it in them that I am a, I am a boy. I'm a girl. There's no ambiguity to it. Yeah, but then you have to like, man, it's there's so much craziness going on. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe just homeschool your kids. <laughs> like, I, I don't think I would send my kid to a public school. Uh, I guess it would depend on where that school was located, but certainly nowhere in the chicagoland area would i send my kid to a public school i mean we're in fucking rural indiana and there's and there's still a degree of that it's it's a lot less prominent here where we've moved to like uh, my stepdaughter doesn't see or have nearly the exposure to that stuff here as what my kids do because there were you know you're the next town over from from Evansville, which is the big town or the big city here. And so a lot of that stuff kind of leaks out. It's, it's all around the cities. Like it, it leaks out from the city. Like that's the whole reason you see it is it's these kids that they go and they spend their, they spend their free time in town, like in the city around all of this bullshit. Uh, like the kids who are like my kids, the kids who are out in the country and like get exposed to conversations like what you and I have, a couple times a week and stuff like this and and have more conservative uh like rural kind of roots they don't they don't do with that stuff they don't have to deal with that stuff and they see that stuff and they see through it so uh, like there is a big if i had a choice i would homeschool my kids but not having the choice i try to expose them to as much truth of stuff and and help them to to be able to when this stuff comes up and they do see it they can be like yeah that's a crock of shit like that's all these kids are just faking being trans and gay just so they can get attention like, even if i was part of that whole movement i don't think that's like sort of the recruitment i would like to do <laughs> you know what i mean i want people just joining my movement because it's a fad i would like them to be genuinely part of it or something but anyway um we got about 15 minutes left should we talk about the upcoming elections yeah let's there's been a lot of charts and graphs and and conversation going on around the upcoming midterms and and which direction things are going to go. And 
uh yeah let's let's get into some of that well so we're seeing a lot of fairly um obvious moves from the biden administration we're talking uh before we got started he's releasing another 15 million barrels from the strategic petroleum reserves so in in an attempt to keep gas under the four dollar mark nationally that seems to be their sort of uh their threshold there the mason dixon line is four they don't want it above that before the elections i honestly i don't think that i think it's too late for gas prices to be um brought down to a level where it's gonna it's gonna actually help the democrats in these midterms but the so the strategic petroleum reserves i was reading about this today they are at all-time lows. It's it's been depleted more than it ever has been. It's about half full. They've released 180 million barrels since May. So in about five months, they've gone through about half of our strategic reserves. And you have to wonder what the strategy is and what these reserves are actually for, and the moral hazard you have when you have a government in charge of it, because he is, he's not doing like, we're not in an emergency that wasn't created by government as far as petroleum is concerned. Uh, the Biden administration has done all kinds of things to stifle um, development, um, to stifle the people just going out and looking for, for places to drill. It's They've discouraged it every step of the way. And now that prices are running fucking through the roof because of you know all kinds of geopolitical risk that we don't have really time to get into they just start dipping into these reserves because oh we have an election coming up well and we talked about it before like the biden administration tried to act like there were all of these permits and stuff that they had that they had approved and and there's all of these drilling permits out there there's more than ever but they're right. just not using them. But then when you look at it and you if you actually go and like spend a little bit of time to dig into these permits and what's required of these permits, like, yes, they have issued the permit. And then once they issue it, you have to jump through so many different loopholes. You have to fill out so much paperwork. You have so much regulation that has to be gone through. They make it virtually impossible to ever actually drill on these permits. Like, yes, they'll give you a permit for no more reason than you put in an application for it. But you're never going to be able to use it. There's too much there's too much red tape that's attached to that permit for you to ever actually be able to see it come to fruition. So, so then the Biden administration gets to go out and be like, yeah, we've signed more permits than ever, but yeah, but your administration has also made sure that there's no way anybody can use these. Right. And well, and now, you know, some might argue we're on the brink of a nuclear war and if shit does hit the fan, we have 22 days worth of petroleum in these reserves. Uh, and it doesn't help that uh, while also depleting our reserves down to like record lows, basically, he the Biden administration has also been sanctioning Russia left and right and pissed off Putin. And they've somehow managed to piss off Iran as well. I, I, well yeah. Well, and the Saudis are fl- flipping the their fucking nose up at him, too. He's been begging the Saudis to ramp up production and they've been scaling it back by two million uh, barrels a day or something like that. And he got caught in another quid pro quo, you know, the thing that they went after Trump for. This was I think this was last week where he was telling the Saudis like, hey, we're going to fucking you don't if if you don't cooperate with us on this petroleum shit, we're going to stop giving you funding. We're going to hold back this. We're going to hold back that. Pretty interesting. Well, and the reason he got caught is because he they called his bluff. 
they were, they were basically like, yeah, okay, then fuck you, do it. Right. Yeah. So you have that. Then he also, they unveiled, did you see that they unveiled the website to apply for student loan forgiveness? Uh-huh. And I think it promptly like crashed. <laughs> so, I was looking at a lot of people were like complaining that it wasn't working or something. Um, I think they have until December to file their claims to get uh, student uh, loan forgiveness. And they're, they're rolling out this website. There's a lawsuit pending. This was kind of an interesting lawsuit. Where was it? What was that article? But so there's actually been a, there's actually been a couple lawsuits. I, I had looked at one a couple weeks ago and I got to find it. I've got to find it too. <laughs> I got one thing here. Yeah. So basically there's, there's two students, I think at the heart of it that are being denied student loan forgiveness because when Biden put together this plan or the Biden administration, we don't know Biden's not actually planning anything except his next run to an ice cream parlor. Uh, they just sort of arbitrarily drew these lines. They're like 10,000 and like yeah, they came up with a bunch of other standards that you had to meet and so two of these students didn't qualify. And I guess they bypassed some sort of, um, uh, what do they call it? Like procedural hearing where you can sort of make your case as to why you should be included. It's called the, uh, you know, they violated the Department of Education's Administrative Procedures Act of notice and comment requirements. So they're supposed to be able to be like make their case in front of some sort, sort of board or something like that. I mean, basically, this guy's making the case that taxpayers shouldn't be on the on the hook for all this. He wants to charge the colleges, and, you know, take it take it out of their endowments because they've been, you know, it was a crazy state. It was like 2008 to 2009 and 2000 and 2020 to 2021 or something. They raised tuition 54 <laughs> percent, and I think 26 percent if you. Uh, taken to if, if you adjust for inflation but yeah i mean this does nothing to get to the the root of the problem it will be interesting to see if they i mean they're basically making the case also that the president doesn't have the authority to do this which is well known but that's never stopped a president from doing anything not exactly sure what is going to happen with you, you said there were other uh lawsuits that you're aware of uh one of them that i'd looked at i'm trying to find the article um the lawsuit actually makes a decent case for the student loan forgiveness and the way that it's been that it's been organized and implemented as being racist. Um, and there's there's actually like it's actually like solid case. I'm trying to find the article because it was they make they make a compelling argument that this is uh, this is actually it's not like a malicious race racial um, motivation, but when you look at the way that it's going to be implemented, it is very racist so i'm trying to find that uh, well, yeah there's and there's a number of other cases that actually look like they might have some teeth because a lot of the way that they went about implementing this and and pushing it through uh wasn't for a massive spending plan like this like it not above board i don't know i guess even if they strike this down this guy seems to think that they'll restructure it in a way that goes after college endowments i i don't see that happening uh, I, I see them. I mean, clearly, we we know that they're trying to buy votes. They're trying to buy the votes of of younger people who they've they've put in this precarious situation. Like I know we've talked about it exhaustively on this podcast, but the government did this to college graduates. They saddled you with this debt. 
this the price of tuition could never have gone this high if it weren't for the government's intervention into this market. Uh, same thing for healthcare costs. Like everything that the government gets involved in, the price goes up, the quality goes down, and you get fucked with these huge bills. And then you're looking around like, oh, how am I going to deal with this? And the government say, hey, you know, vote for me and I'll give you this little bit of forgiveness here. I'll, I'll lighten the load a little bit. Put 100 pounds on your back. I'll take off 10 pounds if you vote for me. And they, you know, they don't, they don't want to take off all hundred pounds because then you wouldn't need them anymore. So they leave 90 pounds on your back and they just gradually, you know, put a little more on, take a little bit off. And man, is your life that much harder because you're walking around with a hundred fucking pounds on your back when you should be, you know, free to free to move around without the, uh, the excess baggage of the world's largest federal fucking government the world has ever seen. Well, and I need to look at the application process for this, too, because I suspect it's going to be very similar to the the whole marijuana pardoning thing that, that Biden came out with, which was another like obvious ploy to just try to win votes is like like with that, it only applies to federal federal marijuana charges for simple possession. I'm pretty sure we talked about all this. It doesn't actually really nobody's getting out of jail because of that. Like literally zero people are in jail for a simple possession charge on marijuana. Um, It doesn't expunge your record. It just you just get a pardon. So you still have a criminal record. And then you just have this pardon that when you go to apply for a job, you can be like, yeah, look, I know it says that I've got this that I've got this record. But look, I've got this pardon. See, it's signed by Joe Biden and everything. And then they can be like, does he even know what he's signing? No, probably not. But never mind. But I'm sure that the application progress or process for the student loan forgiveness is going to be a similar thing. Like, yeah, it sounds like it's a great thing. But when you get into the application process, you're going to find out that there are a lot of barriers to entry. And it's probably only only going to be beneficial for a handful of people. Like the marijuana thing is only there's only like 6,500 people. And I know like if you're just listening to that. Yeah. OK, 6,500. That sounds like a lot of people. No, it's not like in a country of three. 330 million people. I, the little podunk town that I live in is 6,500 people. Like it's <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I couldn't imagine. Well, yeah, it'd be funny to go through the website and just try to see how it functions. I, I was seeing that it was like crashing, which is, you know, not surprising at all because it, a, it's a government website. I wonder how much they paid to build it. Remember the Obamacare website? They spent a hundred million dollars on it and it didn't work <laughs> at all. Like, oh, we're going to lower your healthcare costs. Can't build a website, cannot build a website, but we're going to fix this whole complicated issue. You think there's a web developer working somewhere in the government? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I don't know what other uh, tricks he has up his sleeve to try to buy votes ahead of these November elections. I don't think any of these are really working, though. I mean, call me crazy. We've had some polling and they're going through. We don't have time to get into it today. They're they're still touting this January 6th thing. They're having more like show trials this this uh, past week. And just the hyperbole that is making the rounds in the in the corporate press is just absolutely ridiculous. I was I was reading one poll that said seven percent of voters considered this to be an important issue. Like they they could not be more fucking tone deaf. Transgender shit, January 6th. Um, no, people care. They care about putting food on their table. They care about the inflation, taking $6,000 a year out of their paycheck, the, the price of housing. 
gas prices yeah but you know putting out two days of fucking gas supply is not going to change anything at this point um so i don't know if you have any uh insight in or uh an october surprise prediction or something like that i think they're gonna like arrest trump (laughs) you know i've been hearing for the past month and a half that trump's getting indicted and they're coming after him and i just don't i don't see any way i think they're closing in I don't know what the October surprise is going to be, but it's going to have to be pretty, uh, I mean, nuclear war, I guess. <laughs> that would be a big, yeah. Well, the thing is that that's not even a fucking surprise anymore. Like we're, we're almost expecting that to happen now. <laughs> it really is just fucking unbelievable. And I guarantee you there's more fucking Ukraine funds shoved into that student loan forgiveness shit. Uh, it's just never going to stop. It's it's never going to fucking stop. But yeah, you know, I don't know what any sort of surprise they could pull in the next uh, two weeks or so that would turn the tables in favor of Democrats. I I don't see them. I know Pelosi was on Colbert saying that they were going to win the House. Have you seen the, the numbers on that? It looks uh, it looks pretty damning. The the House is going to flip easily, even with a lot of the the like heavily disputed or uncertain seats it it looks like the republicans are going to take the house pretty easily and the senate is still kind of a toss-up but it's not looking good for democrats on that either and this is from like not super conservative polling sites either i mean shit uh kathy hotchell or whatever her name is the new gov the new governor in in new york like she she isn't polling well and i mean it's in fucking new york like if a if a Republican won the governorship in New York, that would be the most uh, just like absolute statement that the Democrats have fucked up that you could possibly get. Like, and and it's not looking good for her. Yeah. I mean, I doubt she loses because they're going to make sure that she doesn't lose. You know, all those New York Jews probably been fortified. But well, I, uh, <laughs> her successor or her predecessor kind of fucked up with that relationship when he kept trying to shut down the yeah. synagogues and stuff yeah. during COVID. So like the Democrats have kind of pushed the Jews, the New York Jews in the wrong direction on that too. So uh, like, I mean, you never know. It's, it's going to be an, it's going to be an interesting direction, uh, an interesting election. Uh, maybe the October surprise is they kick off a full blown hot world war three and suspend all elections. Like that, I could see them doing that. Be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just think the um, I think the wheels are going to come off this uh, the stock market before these elections. But if I had to put money on something, it would be that. It just seems like I don't think this whole thing is just crumbling <laughs> right in front of our eyes, and they're just trying to patch this whole thing together. Along, like, please just give us enough oil for a fucking month so that we can keep gas prices down. Give us this, just just pass the election, please. Like, they're just they're so desperate to try to win these midterms and i I just don't think they they've sprung way too many leaks i think to uh to keep this thing together even just another month or so anyway i I know you gotta get rolling we got some other stuff that i did want to talk about this week fauci might be deposed and another uh another interesting lawsuit that is um alleging collusion between some very prominent government agents and the uh big tech companies that you know the ones that kicked us off of youtube and things like that so that was pretty interesting and 
let's see what else we got yeah we'll save that for uh later this week and let's see i think actually maybe we got to most of the other stuff all right yeah maybe that's about it fauci being deposed i would love to depose fauci that'd be a lot of fun oh a boston university created a another strain of covid did you see this yeah the 80 mortality rate we definitely need to talk about fauci and the the new yeah. the new strain of covid later in the week yeah so they took the the omicron spike protein and attached it to the original covid so now you have a very contagious spike protein on a more deadly version of covid19 that wiped out 80 percent of the mice that's the the horror story they're telling us we will dig into that this week to see if there's any truth to it and do you got anything you need to plug or anything like that friday afternoon i at three o'clock i will be uh actually it's three three eastern so two central i'll be having a conversation with adam patrick we're gonna we're gonna talk about buddy jesus and the decline of american christianity cool uh i'm doing an interview i should be doing an interview tomorrow waiting for confirmation on that but i forgot to check my email before this started but uh that i'm very excited about so i I don't know when i'll I'll probably drop that in a couple of weeks just when we're looking for because i get to get some uh some oral surgery done here in a little bit that might make it hard for me to podcast and then i'm going to be on vacation for a while like the month of November. Oh, and then after that, I'm I'm speaking at the uh, Mariposal, Mariposal Festival or something out here in PV. So if you guys want to come down, I know we're not doing a super spreader, but there's um, a pretty cool event the weekend after Thanksgiving. So it's like Black Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I'll be speaking, I think, on Saturday, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's a three-day event. Kind of cool. A lot of weird uh, things that they're doing. A lot of different, like very different stuff. Paintball, ATVs, music, crazy me talking for some reason. They want to hear me talk. And that'll be going on. So that'll be interesting. I don't know. That's that's all I got. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. Become a supporting listener of the show. I'll link to that in the description. Buy some merch from our merchandise shop. And uh, oh, we're, I heard from, uh, was it Fox and Sons? We're in talks there to get some new coffee for the show. So you guys uh, do all that for us. And we will be back later this week with a brand new episode for you. Until then, you know what to do. Just keep on pedaling that so-called fiction. Peace.